Ecclesiastics 9.8. If you find it, say amen. Hmm. Let your garment be always white. And let your head lack no oil. Say, let your head lack no oil. Oh, come on, say it stronger. Let your head lack no oil. One more time. Amen. Say this after me, Lord Jesus. Speak to me. Touch my heart and change my life. There are three liquids in the Bible. Three liquids in the Bible. The first liquid is the blood. The blood of Jesus was a redemptive price. And when it was shared, the Bible says that the price for our iniquity was paid for. And the blood cleanses us from all sins. The Bible says, if you walk in the light, then we have fellowship. And the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sins. So the first liquid in the Bible is the blood. The absence of the blood would render it impossible for you and I to have access into the kingdom. That means when you play down or belittle what happened on the cross, you belittle your salvation. The highest price that God ever paid on earth is the death of his son on the cross. And the blood of Jesus is still valid today. It can save you and save children unborn. As long as the earth remained, that blood will never lose its power. And it has its place. The blood of Jesus is the first liquid. The second liquid is the word of God. The Bible says, Ephesians, in Ephesians chapter 5, and the verse number 25 to 20 says, Husband, love your wife as Christ loved the church that he gave himself to it, that he might sanctify it with the washing of water by the word. So the word is liquid. It's the water that he uses to wash us. When you look at John chapter 15 and verse number 3, it says, For you are clean by the words that are spoken unto you. And he was addressing his disciples. And he was telling them, You are clean through the words I have spoken to you. In other words, the word was the liquid that washed them. So the blood of Jesus takes you out of the hands of the devil. For the Bible says in Colossians chapter 1 verse 12 to 14. Giving thanks unto the Father who has made it possible for us to become partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. In whom we have redemption, even the forgiveness of sin. He says he has delivered us from the kingdom of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of light. In whom we have redemption, even the forgiveness of sin. And that was the work on the blood. That was the work of the blood. So that transfers us into the kingdom of God. I am proud. I do not. Listen to me carefully. I'm proud that I am not a Ghanaian. I'm proud. I come from Ghana. But I'm not a Ghanaian. I know you're thinking I'm saying I'm a German. I'm a citizen of heaven. I know you are going to think, I'm saying I'm a German. So somebody's going to say, so we should not be proud of our nations. Well, that's up to you. I belong to a kingdom. Because the Bible says that I'm purchased by the blood of Jesus. 
And anybody who purchases anything, that thing doesn't belong to itself. So I'm God's property. Um, so I am, I am proud that I'm a citizen of heaven. I come from Ghana. I don't deny that. But the truth is that I'm translated into the kingdom of God. In Galatians chapter 4, when you read Galatians chapter 4, the whole chapter 4 is a very interesting book. But the latter part of it is amazing. He says that and you are heads. And some of you believe you are joined head with Jesus. No, you are a hair of God, he says. A hair is somebody that inherits. He's an inheritor. And I'm asking myself if I inherit from God himself. I am more important than the presidents of nations. Because you know what? I inherit from God directly. Inherit from God directly. Inherit from God. So that's what the second, the second, the second liquid does for us. It's, 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 it brings us to a place where we are separated from our past. The blood separates us from the hands of the devil. The word, which is the next liquid, separates us from our past. It makes sure we never go back to our past. That is the second uh, liquid, what it does. The third liquid is the oil. And so we are told by Ecclesiastes, I tell you, let your head lack what? No oil. And so that's what we'll discuss a little. And then we'll run up tonight. Say to your neighbor, let your head lack no oil. So that oil empowers us for service. God will put the oil on your head and empower you for service. Second Corinthians 1.21 says, Now he which establishes us with you is Christ and has anointed us. And he that has anointed us is God. Say I'm anointed. Now the oil is one of the symbols of the anointing. And the Bible is saying that all of us are anointed. And the one who anointed us is God. Say after me, I'm anointed. Say I'm anointed. The anointing is an empowerment for service. And so, the Bible says, let your head lack no oil. The first message Jesus preached in Luke chapter 4, the title is, I am anointed. That's the title of the first message Jesus ever preached. I am anointed. I, 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 I find it very weird for a man to get up and he's going to preach. He said, my title is, I'm anointed. Now why? Because Jesus is trying to teach us something. That without an anointing on your head, you cannot be effective in your service. And so God begins there all the time by anointing our head with oil. Acts chapter 10 verse 38. So how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. And how he went up around doing what? Good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. Say the anointing on the head of Jesus produce results. All right. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 8 and 9. For thou have loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Even God, thy God, has anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellow. The first thing God did for Jesus, before he began his ministry, is to anoint him with oil. Because that oil was responsible for effective service and results. 
In the Old Testament, a similar thing took place. Especially the book of Psalm has a lot to tell us. Psalm 89 and the verse 20. I have found my servant David. And guess what? The first thing he did, and with my sacred oil have I anointed him. So the first thing God did when he found David was to anoint him and put oil on his head. The same story goes for Saul. He says they will anoint you and someone pour the oil on him. And he was told that when you meet the company of a prophet, you will start to prophesy. Why? Because the anointing that has come on your head will begin to empower you to do what you naturally could not do. Say after me, my head will lack no oil. In the book of Psalm 92 verse 10, but my horn has thou exalted like the horn of a unicorn. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Unicorn is like a horse with the straight pointed horns. Or you could choose to say like a buffalo. In other words, the strength that the anointing releases in you will be like the strength of a buffalo. And so everything you engaged in doing, you would always find, find results. Psalm 23 verse 5. Thou anointed my head with oil. That is why my calves runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. All the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord. David is saying, the reason why you see me blessed this way is because when God found me, he put oil on my head. The thing that is causing the things you are seeing is because of the oil on my head. David said, that anointed my head before oil. So when he set a table before him in the midst of his enemy, all God is saying that because of the oil on your head, I am not giving you a menu. I'm not just giving you a menu. I'm setting a table before you. So it's a buffet. You know what? When you have a buffet, you have many options, but a menu just gives you one. So he says, by the oil on your head, a table will be set before you. And when you sit at a table, nobody knows how your legs look like. So if your name is Mephibosheth and you sit at the table with a king, nobody sees whether you are lame or you are normal. That means your weakness doesn't really matter anymore. God, by the oil on your head, will let you do things kings can do. Will let you enter into places kings will enter. Will let you experience things kings will experience. Say my head will not lack oil. You know what? When Jesus was entering into Jerusalem, and the Bible says that there was no donkey, that means the disciples were very poor because they couldn't even buy a donkey for their pastor. Their pastor didn't have a donkey to sit on. They have to make their pastor conjure a miracle. I pray that would not be said of springs of life. You know what? So Jesus said, there is a donkey I can see in the spirit. It's tied somewhere. Nobody has sat on it before, but go and bring him. When they ask you why, tell them that the master is in need of it. And they went and they untied the donkey. But you know, all that story is nice. But let me tell you one truth. You don't give donkeys that nobody has sat on to kings. The reason is simple. Every horse or donkey that the king must, be, must sit on it must be an experienced donkey. You can't put Queen Elizabeth on an unexperienced horse. Because it will toss her down. But Jesus said, when there's anointing on your head, you may be inexperienced, but I can sit on you and use you. 
Once I can sit on you, 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 your inexperience doesn't really matter. Even in the midst of your mistake, I will produce results. I came to tell somebody here that to be a life changer, you need the oil on your head. You may not know how to quote all scripture, but the oil on your head will produce results. Is somebody hearing me? Say, God, give me more oil. Understand it? David was not qualified for war, but by the oil on his head, he became the champion of the town. The challenge today is most of us, we lack the oil on our head. We are running short of the oil. We are running short of oil. If there's anything you are desiring for in this conference, besides all the things you have received, make sure your head doesn't lack oil. Your head is a total representation of yourself and your life. Because you see, nobody has his foot as his passport picture. Why don't they cut one of your hand, take a picture of it, and put it there? Because they don't identify you with your hand. Every passport picture must be the head. That means if the head is anointed, your whole life is anointed. When your head is anointed, your whole life is sanctified by God. Never live your life without oil on your head. You must always have oil on your head. Follow me closely. Follow me. We are all vehicles of God, instruments in the hands of God. And those of us who own cars, we understand that there are two major, major, major fluids, fluid, I beg your pardon, in the vehicle. One of them is petrol, the other one is called what? Oil. When you are driving your car on the highway and the fuel runs out, the car will stop. But when the oil runs out, the car will break down. Two different things. For many of us, we have broken down because our oil has run out. I pray that your head will lack no oil. You will not lack oil on your head. Say, I will not break down. I will break through because there will be oil on my head. Watch this. Petrol and oil, what is more expensive? Petrol and oil, which one is more expensive? Per liter. You think petrol in this country? Oil is more expensive than petrol. Just because you don't buy it often, you think it's not. But oil is more expensive than petrol. Oil is more expensive than petrol. You pay high price for the oil. Are you ready to pay the price for that oil? For you to have oil constantly on your head, you must pay a high price for it. That is why the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 8 and 9, Thou have loved righteousness and hated iniquity. That is why your God has anointed you with the oil of gladness. And watch the last phrase, above your fellows. Because the, the amount of price and sacrifice he's willing to make, the other fellows are not ready. So the oil on your head is expensive. It costs to keep the oil on your head. That is why there aren't a lot of people who have constant oil flow on their head. There are few because not everybody is ready to pay the price. Not everybody is ready to pay the price for that oil. Am I being understood? It is not easy to keep oil on your head. Because you know what? 
You must love righteousness and hate iniquity. And in the postmodern society today, it's not easy. You are confronted with issues that will baffle your mind because right is wrong, wrong is right. And when you are doing what is right, everybody look at you queer. Especially when you're in a nice church like this and you stand for truth. You're defending the man servant. You're defending the church. People think you're out of your mind. They will tell you that they have indoctrinated you. They will tell you that they have twisted your mind. They tell you they are using you. They will tell you are wasting your time. They will say all kinds of things to you. But you know, that is because you are making sure that what is right is done. That is because you are standing for the truth. That is because you don't go the way of the masses. In our days, it is not easy. But because you want to maintain the oil on your head, you, 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 you are careful what you do. Careful what you do. I'm trying to find my way. And I know I'll find it. I'll find it. Say it's expensive to get the oil. Second Kings chapter 9, verse number 1 to 3. 2 Kings 9. He speaks about Elisha, the prophet. Call one of the children of the prophet and said unto him, Guard thy loins and take this box of oil in thy hand and go to whatever city it is. That name is very long. And at least I'm not an Israelite, so. Go over to that place, whatever that is, mention it yourself. And when thou cometh hither, Look out there for Jehu, the son of Jehoshaphat, the son of Nimshi, and go in and make him rise up from among his brethren and carry him into that inner chamber. And take the box of oil and pour it on his head. And say, thus says the Lord, I have anointed the king of Israel. Then open the door and run. Don't tarry. Listen to me. Two things. The oil can only come upon your head when you qualify by fulfilling these two things. Number one, the Bible says when you enter, the first thing you to do is separate him from his brother. If you can't live a life of separation, it will be difficult for you to get the oil on your head. You have to begin to live a life of separation. Separate him. You are not common. If I go to Akramo, I'll find you. I go to the next funeral, I'll find you. I go to the next party, I'll find you. I come to Batuna, I'll find you. Everywhere you are there. Makola, you are there. You are roaming everywhere. Every party you are there. Every, every conf conference of gossiping people, you are there. You see, you are not separated enough for oil on your head. Many of us, the oil is drying on our head because we are not separated from people who are basically draining the oil of our life. The danger is to have a car that, that the sump, you know what we call the sump? The sump is leaking. And when it's leaking, it's not leaking so obviously. The danger is, the time you realize that the oil is empty, you're in the middle of the highway in the bush. In the bush. And there's nothing you can do about it. There are people who drain you. Human beings can drain you. If you don't believe me, ask Jesus. The Bible says that when she was, when the woman with the hem of her garment, the woman touched the hair of his garment, the woman with the issue of blood, Touched the hem of his garment. He felt that virtue has gone out of him. Even that was a good thing. Trying to heal somebody. So even if healing takes virtue, the other things which are more negative than healing, they take more than virtue. They drain you. 
And so you must live a life of what? Separation. You can't be an all-inclusive person. You should be different. You can't be, you, you can't, you can't, you can't be common. Anything that is common is not respected. Nobody pays high price for salt because it's too common. Don't become so common. If you become so common, you will lose the oil on your head. I refuse to be common. I refuse to be found everywhere. I refuse to be seen anywhere. Why? Because I understand that for the oil to constantly be on our head, we have to learn to separate ourselves. Separate yourself. You are mingling with too many people you shouldn't be mingling with. That conversation you are holding is killing you. You can talk on the phone. And all you are doing is contaminating your spirit. You are draining the oil. This is Christianity 101. You must separate yourself. You must come out from among them. And be ye separated. And touch not the unclean thing. And I'll be a father unto you and I'll be a God. For the oil to be on your head, you have to live a life of what? Separation. Separation. Alright. Separate yourself. Number two. He says here, take him to the inner chamber. Say the inner chamber. The inner chamber. The Bible says deep colors unto the deep. The inner chamber. Jesus said that if anyone wants to pray, he might enter into his closet. That is the inner chamber. And then you can pray. That means there's a dimension of life you live in prayer. Deep collect onto the deep. We are not talking about this prayer when you are praying and the cars are blowing their horns, you can still hear. We are not talking about the kind of praying you are praying and when the devil tells you that the supermarket is closing, you stop and go and buy your thing because you know it's closing. That's not the kind of prayer I'm talking about. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. If it is Saturday evening and you don't have groceries at home and you are praying and the devil tells you that it is 20 minutes for the shop to close, you have no water, you will stop the prayer and go and buy water because the devil told you so. If I were to be you, I'll say thank you devil for being a good secretary. I'll write it down. I'll do it later. But you get up and, and honestly, you get up and you tell yourself, I'm going to buy this thing. When I come, I'll continue. How many of you have been able to continue when you came back? You know, I am talking about a prayer. Oh, Sakabanda. When you are in that prayer, you are so deep that even when the devil speaks, you don't hear. Oil cannot be found on the surface. Gold cannot be found on the surface. Pearl cannot be found on the surface. All these precious minerals, you have to dig and 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 dig deep before you find it. Listen, if you want to maintain the oil on your head, you must learn to dig deep. Deep. Deep in prayer. I mean, you are praying, man, and your prayer is not on the shallow end. Your mind is obsolete. Your spirit is alive. You are praying and you are touching things. By the time you come out of prayer, you are coming out with revelation, dream, vision, direction. Your life itself is transformed by prayer. Inner chamber. You are too much at the shallow end. You know why you are easily offended? Because you walk among too many people. When you walk among few people, you don't get distracted. 
When you're working in Mokla, the likelihood that a lot of people will step on your feet and obstruct you is high. Yeah. But there are places that you're working, like airport residential area, you barely even find anybody to obstruct you. Yeah. So you have to make a distinction. Whether you're going to go deep or stay at the shallow end, because you see these precious things are not, are not obtained at the surface. And I'm here to provoke you to go into your inner chamber. For deep collect unto what? The deep. So it's important for us to come to that place to understand that for us to obtain that oil, these are the things we must do. We must learn to dig what? Deep in our prayer life and in our Christian life. Let me use Isaac as an example. Isaac went to Gareth when the famine came to the land the second time. When he went to Gareth, the Bible says that he dwelled with Abimelech. That was the first thing he did. The first thing he did was not digging those wells. No. The first thing he did was to go and stay with Abimelech. You know what? It is said that that Abimelech is a son the Abimelech is a son of the Abimelech in the days of Abraham. So Abimelech simply means my father the king or a royal father. So you see, he had the common sense that if he's going to get a lot of oil on his head as he's going to dig, he must relate well with the fathers. The first thing he did, he related well with the fathers of that land. He went in there and related well with the father. And so when he was digging, even in the midst of opposition, he broke through, came to his real board because he did the right thing. Listen to me, your oil will not run out of your life if you know how to relate well with your manservant, your father. You, you, you just need to do it. It's the beginning. Well, with your father. Because the oil always flow from the head of Aaron. Run down his head. It comes down. So you see, your relationship with the head will determine whether you lack oil on your head or you have oil on your head. Say to somebody, let your head lack no oil. Let your head lack no oil. Look at this. First Samuel 10, 1 to 6. It's a long scripture. I'll just run it out. The Bible talks about, I think everybody knows first Samuel chapter. This church is a teaching church. And I'm sure you know all these things. You know all these things. He said, and it was so that when he had turned his back to go from somewhere, God gave him another heart. Hmm. God gave him what? Another heart. Another heart. It's a whole message up there. Because that same heart before you got the oil cannot work. But, but let's put that aside for now. And the Bible says, and all those signs shall come to pass that day. Give me the ten. And when they came hither to the hill, behold, a company of prophets met him. Speaking about Saul. And the Spirit of God came upon him, and he prophesied among them. And it came to pass when all that knew him before time saw that behold he prophesied among the prophet then the people said one to another what is this that is come unto the son of kish 
is sure also among the prophet. <laughs> and one of the same, and one of the same place answered and said, But who is this? Who is their father? Therefore, it became a prophet. He saw also among the prophet, Vita. Ah, sorry, Vita means uh, continue. Are we there? And when he had made an end of prophesying, he came to the high place. Go on. And Saul's uncle said unto him and to his servant, Whither went ye? And he said, To seek us. And when he saw that they were nowhere, we came to who? Somewhere. Continue. And so uncle said, Tell me, I pray thee, what Samuel said unto you. And Saul said unto his uncle, He told us plainly that the asses were found. But of the matter of the kingdom, whereof Samuel spoke, he told him not. Go ahead. Go ahead. And, 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 and Samuel called the people together unto the Lord to where? To Mishpah. And said unto him, children of Israel, that says the Lord God of Israel, I brought up Israel out of Egypt and delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of all the kingdom and of them that oppress you. Now, I've made you read all these things. Let's go on. Let's go on. I have another verse there. And ye have this day rejected your God, who himself saved you out of all your adversaries, cities, and your tribulations. And ye have said unto him, but seek a king over us. Now, therefore, present yourself before the Lord by your tribes, by your thousands. Let me run this up in this way. You know, Saul was nowhere near a place of being a king. Nowhere near. No. God did not even intend to make Saul a king. The history tells us it's the people who wanted to make Saul a king. And God said, okay. But David was supposed to be the king in the heart of God. Yeah. But you know what? A man was not even qualified to be a king. Became a king and got approval from God. Because somewhere pour oil on his head. Somewhere was a father in the land. And because somewhere took the oil and poured it on the head of this gentleman. This gentleman, though he wasn't qualified, and he's not even supposed to come near, a man who must follow donkeys, now became a king. You know what I'm trying to tell you? Your destiny will change. No, no, no. Your destiny will change if you have the understanding of relationship with your father. I'm telling you. Your destiny will change. And that which you are not qualified for, God will do for you. The first thing Jesus taught us to pray Say, say, our Father, which is in heaven. Because he's acknowledging fatherhood. And to teach us, if we can acknowledge fatherhood, the rest will follow. So you see, the oil will keep flowing on your head when you learn to honor your father. And keep that relationship with your father. Now, cutting a long story short. There was, after he said, when you are going, you are going to meet some people. When Saul was anointed, he said, you're going to meet some people. And they will give you, they'll be carrying how many loaves? Three loaves. A goat, and then carry also a jar of wine. Then he said to them, they will give you two loaves. Not three. They carry three, but they give you two. They'll give you the wine. You know why? You know why? After the graphic and the logos, it will be given to you. 
But the rhema, you must find it yourself. The graphic, you have it, you can read it. The logos, you can get it, it preach you. But the rhema, you must work for it yourself. You know, that's because, Pastor, God does not speak to our head. Our mind is not the target of God when he's speaking. It's our spirit. Rhema cannot be received by the mind. The rhema word must be received by the spirit. That is the only place you can conceive the word. And you know what? The word of God contains the spirit and the life of God. Job said, if I wash my feet with butter, then the rock will pour me oil. Butter is processed milk. Milk is the word. Therefore, the word that enters into my spirit is that which will produce the oil on my head. Listen, rhema word must enter into your spirit. So when you're in church, what you do is to open your spirit, not just your mind, to receive the rhema word so that that rhema word will provoke an anointing on your head. For every word that is sent to you as a rhema word is supposed to produce the anointing for that where to function in your life. Say the rhema. When the rhema comes, my spirit must receive it. When my spirit receives it, it will produce the oil for the manifestation of what that rhema word says. Many of us have heard the word of God. We have intellectualized it. It has become like something which is in our head. But our spirit has not conceived it yet. Conception takes place in the spirit, not in the mind. And when your spirit can conceive it, definitely you will give birth to it. I like this man who conceived the word. His name is David. After David conceived the promises of God, one day he walked up and said, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You understand that? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He said, Ye do, I walk through the valley of shadow of death. I shall fear no evil, for thou art with me. The rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anoints my head with oil. My calves runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. And Psalm 121 verse 1 to 8. David said, I'll lift up my eyes unto the hill. From when cometh my help? My help coming from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. He will not suffer my feet to be moved. Behold, he that keepeth Israel will not slumber nor sleep. The Lord is my what? Keeper. The Lord is my shade on my right hand. The sun shall not slam me by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall keep me from all evil. He shall preserve my going out and my coming in from this day forth and forevermore. Do you know why? Because this man called David has received a rhema word in his spirit. So he can say the God that delivered the lion and the bear in my hands will deliver this also into my hands. As a life changer, you must have the anointing on your head that every occasion you can show up, you have something in your spirit that will overcome every opposition you face. You become indestructible you are a man and a woman who is totally infused with the spirit of God I am talking about walking in dimensions I'm not talking about walking on the periphery of life but in dimension of the spirit that David himself walked in that man will show you that he had the rima in his spirit the Lord is my light and my salvation whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Because the rhema was in spirit. Do you know why you back off when you face opposition as a life changer? Because the word is in your head. Because it's just in your head. So you will become a rationalist. But when the word is in your spirit, 
you become indestructible you fear nothing because the word will give you power the word will give you strength the word will generate the oil on your head are you understanding me let me share with you a few things and i'll be done what will the oil produce number one the oil will give you speed say the oil will give me speed when you see a car running very fast it's not because of the gearbox the speed of the car does not it's not determined by the gearbox it's determined by the type of engine you have if the horsepower of your engine is 80 and somebody has an engine of 120 horsepower you know what you with 60 and 80 horsepower you need about 10 minutes to get to 120 but the one with horsepower of 120 and 60 in three seconds is already on 120 kilometers per hour oh yeah in few minutes and the engine is where the oil is oh boy let your head lack no oil when the oil is on your head within a short time god will give you supernatural acceleration there are many things we have gotten done not because per se that we have all that it takes to to get done but the speed by which we do it came because of the oil that is on our head supernatural acceleration will come to you what would take people 10 years you would do it in one year oh believe me believe me you say i said believe me what would take people 10 years it will take you what one year because the oil will give you speed the oil will give you speed all that's all of a sudden you are behind but god will bring you forward because the oil will give you speed i pray that you don't need 20 years to build a house i pray that you don't need 100 years to build a house because you know what the oil will give you speed When I began church and ministry, I was just telling my wife, get sometimes very worried. Don't tell her I told you. <laughs> sometimes very worried. And I think it's a woman propensities. Women get very disturbed and worried. What they are not seeing substances. And they are worried. What is becoming of us? And I keep telling her, the Lord will do it. And then she will remind me about one of my friends in Nigeria. He keep telling his wife, don't worry, one day, one day, the Lord will break through for us, one day. And then the wife says, I've been married with you 15 years. When would that one day come? Been waiting for this one day, seems not to be coming. Then she will remind me, do you know what your friend's wife told, her, told him? I said, one day will come. And I said to her, what people get in 20 years, on our knees, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, God can give to us. Amen. God can give to us. What people get in 20 years, if you're on your knees and the oil is on your head, God can give to you. I'm trying to get you to a place where you come to a place where your heart desire is this. I'm maintaining this oil on my head so I can be effective in my service. And God will give you speed in life. God will give you what? Speed in life. You begin a building in the shortest possible time, you have roofed. Speed. Oh, I've seen people with the, because of that, because of that, because of that. There are people who are married and they have two children and they didn't even have a boyfriend. Nobody was available to marry them. But because of the oil, huh? they found somebody they married. First, first, first delivery, twins. That means they have catch up with the one who married long ago and have two. Second delivery, twins, they have overtaken them. I pray that God will put that kind of oil on your head. God put that oil on your head. That they see that you are far away. And they thought that you can't make it anymore. But by the oil you are running with a speed. 
that is unimaginable i prophesy upon your head receive that oil that will give you speed springs of life is receiving a speed by the oil and all of a sudden some of you one sunday you come to church there's no chair for you there is no chair for you because the speed of growth is coming the speed of growth is coming on the day of pentecost one preaching three thousand men were saved you know what i said to my pastors the reason why we are struggling is because there's no oil enough on our head i said listen a man called apostle peter stood up and preached with the oil on his head one message three thousand souls were saved and you and i we are preaching three thousand messages to save one soul we need more oil say i need more oil say i need more oil now 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 the oil will give you beauty the oil will give you what beauty that is why the oil will beautify your life. Number two, number three, I beg your pardon, speed, number two, beauty. Number three, the oil will take away stress. In those days, when they put the oil on the sheep, it, it, when they walk in the heat, it produces a cooling effect to their body. When the oil is on your head, you shall not walk in stress. Things will be tough, but you'll be cool because God will give you a cooling effect on your body by the oil on your head. And number four, the oil will, 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 will cause demons to stay away from you. You know the flies that disturb the, 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 the sheep, they put the oil on them so that the flies will not settle and disturb them. Flies is always referred to a demonic spirit, according to Jesus, the Lord of Bezalel. But listen, by the oil on your head, demons will not come near you. Beautify your life. Take stress away from you. Young man, but you have stress. Your blood pressure is 200 and something. I pray by the oil, the blood pressure will go. By the oil, your health will be intact. By the oil, you look fresh. Wherever you go, the oil will speak for you. May God give us the oil. We are going to pray. My time is up. Tomorrow, we'll continue. Tomorrow, continue. I'm going to ask you to pray with me for five minutes. For oil. Fresh oil on your head. Fresh oil on your head. When you own a vehicle, at a point, you go and do overhauling. Because you want to enhance the performance of the car. Tonight, I'm giving you five minutes. We're going to pray. And oil will come on your head. Shall we pray? Lift up your voice. Pray in tongues. Brain talks. Brain talks. I still can't hear you. Lift it up, lift it up. Receive the oil, receive the oil. 
Yeah. 